right, welcome in Celtics post game show. Josue Pavone, he's Sherrod Blakely, Jimmy Toscano's here. Well, right now it's like everyone's Josue, but hey, a lot to talk about here. Wait, we got we got a win, a win at home. First, first uh, Geno sighting, right? How about Let's that? One hundred four to eighty eight. They grabbed their first home win of the regular season. There's a lot to talk about, right? A lot to get into. Whether it's uh, Robert Williams' big game, Jason Tatum picking his spots. The, the bench stepping up, especially without Jalen Brown, Dennis Schroeder getting the uh, getting the start. But uh, Sherrod, some good things. Let's start with you since you were since you were there. You know, you heard that you just they just turned down the Geno. I'm sure all the, the crowds pumped up, ready to go. They finally saw a win. But uh, there's a lot to a lot to dissect here. What, what do you? Uh, what's your first thought here? Well, I think the first thing we, we need to look at is just Robert Williams, uh, and not not only his play, but I don't know if people realize this or not, but Robert was one of the few players who talked this week, who talked about payback tonight. He remembered vividly how they got their ass whipped by Toronto. And he made a point of mentioning how we can't let that happen again. And to his credit, he played with an attitude. He needs to bottle of whatever the hell got his mojo going tonight and spread that out over the rest of the season. Cause he was active, he was engaged and he was impactful. When he's doing those three things at the level that he was against the Raptors tonight, the Celtics become an extremely tough team to beat. Even on a night when Jason Tatum didn't shoot the rock well, they had Robert Williams, who was a just I th- to me he was the difference maker in this game. He was Rob Stunk. That was vintage OG, Rob from last season. I think the OG spirit from uh, from Al is just rubbing off on on Rob. It's not just on the basketball court as well, right? I mean, of course the physicality and all that is there, but he's talking more. I feel like he's being more vocal out there. Uh, he's been vocal with with us, right? The media. He, yeah, he's definitely showing it for sure. He's showing it, but you know what though? To me, this was more like when you say vintage Rob. This was like Rob playing above the rim, damn near every play. Uh, really impactful with his athleticism. It was just too bad that John Zanis is not here because I was going to say I was just going to say that <laughs> this is the a one show he's not hosting. He this is the best game we've seen from Rob this year. Exactly, exactly. So he'll, he'll yeah. come back next week and be like, "What happened? What happened? Only the, the guy that you've been bitching and moaning about all year." Played the way you wanted him to play. This is exactly what you want to yeah. see from him. I uh, think I was impressed that he was able to be able to sustain that play over extended minutes. I mean, he was at like 17 minutes in the first half and had a damn near double double at that point. Yeah, he looked fresh. He looked fresh. I think when 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 John rewatches or when John watches the the game back or the highlights, he's gonna need to do it alone because he's gonna see a lot of things that are gonna excite him when it comes to Rob. Rob Stonk Williams. Well, no, he's so. going to be taking notes. Trust me. He's going to oh. remember all of that. So, so he'll bring it up next next. He's going to be taking he notes. He's he going to be dreaming about it. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, 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 with you, Sherrod, I mean, that was the, the main thing. And I know chatting with Bobby uh, on the text, uh, you know, he's going to come out firing on Rob. Thought that Rob was super active. And, of course, he was. And you're right. I mean, he was one of the guys who seemed to have taken it personal. Um, what happened to them on, on opening night at home. So, um, it's good. It's good to these guys. I mean, that's the pride that we were talking about. Have some pride in what you do and have some pride in, in your team. And, and they showed that tonight. And I'll be honest, I was waiting for the Raptors comeback. I was just like, oh, here we go. It's at nine. And I was, but credit to the Celtics. They kept, you know, answering, you know, the, the Raptors gave it everything they had in that second half offensively. And the Celtics answered the bell and they stretched that lead out. They kept it in that double digit range the whole time. I was about to fire up the combat for the fourth quarter, but I didn't need to because it, it, it's it was just far enough ahead where I had to get too worried about it. But you I'm had just, that tweet ready though. I know you had. I that had tweet it. Ready. I had it ready to send. As soon as it got to like <laughs> seven or five, I was like, "Here we go." But um, other than that, though, I mean, I thought you know, I, I know we're gonna talk about Tatum, but we always get on Tatum for 
not doing enough when he's not scoring. And tonight was an example of the opposite of that, you know, with, with uh, the facilitating he was doing, active, the, you know, he was active on the glass. I think he had 10 rebounds. And he did hit some big shots. I mean, don't, it's not like he went, like, you know, one for 10. I mean, he had some, some big threes in that game there. I didn't see him moping or sulking or arguing with yeah. the referees. So, I mean, for me, like, it's not a game. Yeah, I mean, do we want to see Tatum shoot a higher percentage? Of course, absolutely. But he finished with 22 on a night where he didn't shoot well. I mean, I think you got to take that, and you got to like sort of just focus on some of the positives that he did in this game. And the, the yeah, you know what else was really good. You know what else he got too, Jimmy? He got those uh, potential assists, right? Like he was getting all the potential. He got a assists. few of those. He got definitely he got, a few of those. I saw a couple misses. <laughs> Man, and some of them were pretty too, especially the one to Marcus Smart down low. That was that was probably the best one of the night. Yeah, the one that was just kind of like the no look where he's just yes. like drilling. Next thing you know, the ball's in Marcus's hand for a Yes, and Marcus is just like, oh, what's this doing here? Like he didn't even he didn't see it coming. They, um, they, they did a really good job, I thought, of just really not, not only just playing with a lead and, and not letting it get away from them, but they played, they played under control. And I thought defensively they were as locked in as we've seen them yeah. all season long. You didn't feel as if that Toronto moving the ball would create a matchup that Toronto could exploit because they tried that. And, and the Celtics had accounted for everything Toronto did. Uh, and, and that's really when you're playing a team like the Raptors who've got you know, a number of guys – who can easily get it cooking? The fact right. that they never allowed any of those guys to get into a rhythm—that was huge. That was that was. You huge. know what? I'm gonna give that. I'm gonna give a lot of the credit of that to, to the second unit. I mean, you look at someone like you know the, totally the, the combination of the youth and, and and a veteran like you know Josh Richardson getting in there, getting his hands dirty, you know, getting buckets on the other end, of course. Romeo Langford coming off the bench, banging a three from the corner that came from Jason Tatum. I mean, like that's the kind of production that he may you know needs to know that he can rely on from the second unit, regardless of what combination of, of players that get it done. But having yeah. that having that strength, you know, off the bench in the second quarter while the starters rest, I thought that was huge. And especially in the second half, because these guys were gassed out there, Sharon. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that, but they were. Um, it was something that Mike Goldman brought up. And obviously you, you didn't hear that, but Mike was like, these guys are looking tired. I'm like, yeah, Mike is right. Because I, I spotted that too. And then you saw the momentum, start, you know, start to shift. But when the second unit guys came back in, that came that strength right on the defensive end. I thought that was a big part of this one. Well, the, the, one of the big things they did, and it's this really simple thing that we talk about, but you, we see teams screw it up all the time. Make open shots, like yeah. literally make an open shot. You look at the way Tatum was able to dribble, drive, and kick out the Romeo or kick out the Jay Richardson coming off the bench. Those guys made open shots, and if they do that more times than not. What we saw tonight isn't going to be something that happens every once in a blue moon. This It'll become a regular thing with them winning games that they're supposed to win. When you're at home and you're playing a team like Toronto, no disrespect to the Raptors, but you should win that game. That, right. that, that team, that's, that's not a world-beating team. You're not talking about – Yeah, world. plus, plus, Sherrod, they, they beat you up a couple weeks ago, right? I mean – They whipped yeah. your ass a couple weeks ago. Let's call it what it is, Joe Sway. They whipped their ass. <laughs> they beat your ass. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Excuse me. Excuse me. They beat your ass. Well, you're right. So I love the way that they – Took that, channeled that energy, that focus, that that just basically another another word for you, the pissosity of losing that game. Right. And they handled their business. Much respect. And they did they did it without Jalen Brown, which is, you know, something yeah. that any any win you can get over these next one or two weeks with him out is is bonus because the Celtics aren't really designed to win too many games without, you know, one of their two star players. They're just not deep enough. But you know who stepped up tonight? Josh Richardson. I mean, coming off the bench, you talked about that bench production in Langford. It was essentially a seven-man rotation tonight, and that's why they were so gassed. And Richardson plays 31 minutes, and honestly, this was 
as far as I'm concerned, by far his best game of the season for the Celtics. Um, you know, what he was doing on both ends, um, he did hit some shots, but, I mean, the defensive effort he showed, I mean, that chase down block was one that's going to stand out, obviously. Um, yeah, sure. But he just did the things that the Celtics needed him to do tonight, you know, because they're going to need all hands on deck. And, yeah, they are going to probably be gassed over these next couple of weeks because you're, you're trying to fill 30 extra minutes from a player that, you know, gives you every, uh, you know, on more games than not, he gives you a little bit of everything. It's sometimes a lot of something, which we point. So um, this is a, a, a game where they actually dug deep. And you don't say that, or we haven't been able to say that a ton, especially, you know, when you consider how they played the last time the Raptors came to town. So this was a good win for them. I mean, one of the better wins of the season, I think, just from, you know, start to finish. Um, like I said, you know, go, going up big and holding a double-digit lead in the NBA is not easy. I mean, we see it all the time in the NBA. These teams jump out to big double-digit leads, 15, 16 points, and the blink of an eye, it's five points. So, you know, you got to kind of tip your hat to the Celtics for – for keeping the Raptors at bay, like I said earlier, I mean the Raptors charged back and the Celtics kept them kept them away. So, yeah. and the other thing too, Jimmy and, and, and Josue, is that this was a game that they didn't play perfect. They didn't play near yeah. perfect. They, you know, they they were very flawed in the this game. Yeah. They're a flawed team. They, they are, but here's the thing. But the fact is, they did a number of things not great. Still were able to maintain a double-digit lead for the most part. Get the win at against a team that's really good uh, on the road. Because Toronto, in fact, Toronto came into this game is the only team in the Eastern Conference that had yet to lose a game on the road this year. On the road, yeah, it's the first Damn. road loss. Yeah, it's their first road loss, uh, which for them, there's a little bit of irony to that considering they just got beat yeah, by the only team that had one at home. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, this, so this was, I mean, this would qualify as a quality win when you think about how well Toronto have been playing in other people's building and how woeful the Celtics have been at home. So there's, again, there's a lot of positivity that they can take from this game, but there's also enough bandwidth in this game to where you can look at and say, well, yeah, but we need to get better at this. Uh, rebounding mm-hmm. was something I thought that they did a really good job of early on. It got a little bit closer down the stretch there, but overall their ability to maintain a presence around the glass. And, and Rob Williams, we, you know, we talked about him earlier, but he had a lot to do with that. Uh, his Man. activity running glass, not double, just the rebound, but the balls he kept alive. Who's this? Sorry, Rob? Rob. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. That was huge. Yeah, that effort, for sure. And I thought that also, when you look at the first half, or no, especially uh, not the first half, the third quarter, when you saw those breakdowns and the way that the Celtics responded, I thought that was big because this Toronto team, you know, people can say what they want about where they stand amongst the top teams in the East. But they're tough, you know. They're, yeah. they're physical. They're athletic. You know, we saw the matchup uh, problems that they get. They, they gave the Celtics in, in, in their first, you know, the the home opener. But at the same time, you saw that same exact team go against the Celtics, and they didn't look like the same team we saw a couple weeks ago, right? I mean, they really fought for this one, and that's good. I'm yeah. glad that they had to fight for it. It wasn't just a, you know, even though the score may not look that way, I thought that they, they had to fight in certain in, in particular spots, especially in that fourth quarter. Yeah, they didn't fold. They didn't, didn't fold, and we we've right. seen them do that time and time again. Uh, and they were playing a team who has this season been just the opposite of that. I mean, when the going gets tough, they get going towards a victory. When they beat New York uh, just about a week or so ago, they were down by like 15 points in that game, and they came back on the road and, and, and ha- handled their business. So to Jimmy's point, you knew Toronto had it in them to rally and get back in this game. But to the Celtics' credit, they never let them get in any kind of flow or rhythm to make this more of a game. That's right. right. So uh, let me just remind everybody, uh, we do have Bobby Manning uh, at TD Garden. You know, with John not here, Bobby. who knows what time Bobby's going to show up tonight. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, Bobby, I know, you know, 
He's in the Zoom Bruce, call. Bruce is not around here, but you know, you can't don't miss curfew altogether. Like, come yeah, on, get now. your ass in here, man. You're not gonna, you're not gonna connect on the Zoom anyway, so you might as well start the show. Yeah, well, well he's, he's not gonna Bobby got Brockton Wi-Fi now. Come on now, stop. Oh, he's up in the Halo, so you don't have to. Sure, are you? Are you? Is everyone up in the Halo this year? No, I don't. I don't no, I don't do Halo. I'm not. No, I know you're not a Halo guy. Yeah. I've never seen you. Either. Either. I, try, I try to stay downtown. So we're downtown. Me, 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 and Joe Sway. You know, we we kind of grew up in the Halo a little bit. I mean, we we've been up there. <laughs> I mean, don't don't get don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. We get out down the we get down on the court plenty, but no, no, not, he knows what you're saying. He's saying that we, we, you know, we came up in those Halo streets. Yeah, exactly. You guys I mean, grew up in Peabody in, in, yeah. in Western Mass. Yeah, and every now and then y'all come downtown to Boston. Downtown we know Boston. our way around the Halo, and then when they yeah, that's when a good they way put, to put it, I went to college out Western Mass. I like it. I like the metaphor. Like, See now, now right, they they got like the bar and the club up in the Halo too now, so it's a little it's a little different. It's kind of like a vibe up there. Before it was just, I mean, you go back so like four or five years. Entertainment out in the suburbs is what you're saying. Yeah, they put they they put a they put a club down in Peabody now. Okay, now they got special seating. Shout out to La Siesta in Peabody. It's my that's my spot though. That's a good spot. I've been there before. That is a good. Spot. I can that's tell you, Jimmy. Spot. Jimmy hasn't stopped smiling since he talked to him, since he said the the. The town people. That's just a great oh, spot, yeah, man. La Siesta. So you saw that too. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> you saw top that, right? Mexican, top Mexican food around, if you ask me. So. You just relived a, a great time. I could I see. <laughs> you literally just. Garden Report is brought to you, as always, by our exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. A new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Once again, use the code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. From football to basketball, boxing, your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Once again, bet online where the game starts. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. <laughs> all right, let's get back to uh let's get back to Rob real quick because I don't want to, you know, celebrate this and then forget the fact that these guys did have 3 days off. They were back at home. It was a revenge game against the Toronto Raptors. So is this something that we're going to expect? I mean, I'm not expecting him to be Mr. Double-Double every single night here, but just the approach, just the athleticism, like like Sherrod, you said, vintage Rob Williams, if you will. And if, you know, if you're a Celtics fan or if you're a guy covering the team like we are, we know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he'll necessarily be this dominant or, or, or statistically this good every game or even most no. games. But oh, come on. The, the potential for him to have a significant impact is there night in, night out. He doesn't, to me, he could have missed like three or four or five of the shots, but the way he defended and rebounded and kept the balls alive, that's really what they need from him on a night in, night out basis. Because he's the only guy, if we're being honest and real about it, who has that ability. He's the only one that has that, that upper echelon athleticism to play above the rims at both ends of the floor, can make an impact without leaving his feet. Uh, guys know that if you're in Rob's neighborhood, he may put your stuff five rows back. So <laughs> knowing that, Words out. Words yeah, and, out. We, and we, we see it all the time where guys will drive and they'll see Rob and they'll, they'll throw something up and it'll be like, you know, damn near off the top of the backboard. Mm -hmm. It'll be short because he has that presence about him. So he needs to continue doing those little things. 
to help this team win. But obviously, when he has it going like he did tonight, where he was so active on the offensive glass and just really locked in and engaged, and just he played with the kind of refuse to lose mindset that you need to see from him more often. That's right. the thing is that's why I think we were so like I don't know if the words disappointed, confused, or what, or just worried maybe about you know is it <laughs> like all the above, man. All the above, I mean, D, all the above, dude. Like I mean, when those every, first, every game was one of those. One yeah, of those. it was like, well, wait, wait a second. This is not. This isn't the Rob Stonk. This isn't the Rob that we saw last year. That we're we were jumping out of the building with him, you know, mm-hmm. watching some of the things he was doing, and then it was like. Well, you know, does he have, you know, a lower body issue? He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the legs, he doesn't have the, you know, he's a foot lower than he was last season. But then a game like this happens, and yeah, I mean, listen, let's not get too crazy here. We don't, you know, it's, it's one game. But to see a performance like that and to see, like, the energy and the, like, all-around game, it's, it's not like he's this world beater on the offensive side. He's going to make his bones athletically and on the defensive end and all that stuff. So that's where you're really looking to see that, see him have that presence down low the way he, the way he did. 16 well, he, points, 13 rebounds, eight offensive rebounds. I mean, that's where you want the, you know, that's yeah. how you're gonna get those second chance points. If you're not a great, if you're not a great shooting team like the Celtics haven't been, you better get, you better get some offensive rebounds because you're gonna need those second chance points. Plus, yeah, I mean, first Siakam on him, you know, like Siakam was Siakam all the smoke. But he wanted all the smoke tonight. I mean, you got to give him – I give him credit for, for standing up to Al the old – not give him credit, but I give him props, rather, for, uh, for for stopping him when he did because that was a you versus me, I'm going to take you down, let's do this, and he stood his ground. But, you know, those are the sort of stops that I thought were going to catapult a, a huge run, which it did for the for the Raptors, just not a big enough run for them to, to you know, overtake the lead again. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the big thing with, with Rob is he needs to be intentional with his play. Like – you are an exceptional offensive rebounder. Be intentional with that. You need to bring that to the table every night. You're not going to get every offensive rebound, but you can get your hands on a lot of balls. You can keep balls alive that if they don't go to you, someone else on your team get them. He needs to be that type of player. And, and, and here's the thing about Rob, which is funny. Um, not really, but kind of is to me. So a lot of his success <laughs> is the failures of those around him. Like the only reason you can be an offensive rebounder is if guys are missing shots. And because Rob doesn't take shots and miss, he really doesn't miss a lot of shots. Most, and that's because he's cleaning up other guys' crap. Mm -hmm. And that to me is his role. He has to understand that I got to make sure that when my teammates are failing, the team won't. When they're missing shots, I got to be that guy to give us another opportunity, give us a second and third shot at that. When he's doing those type of things, this is a tough team to beat. Really tough team to beat. Oh, oh, Bobby. See, Bobby? Oh. oh, I got this, Bobby. I see. I tried to put him on. He puts himself on. He and put I himself put him on? on. Did he really put himself on? Bobby. Maybe he won't yeah. number. Bobby Manning is joining us, guys. Everyone, there he is. I tried to. Hey, uh, what's going on? Him on. Exactly. I was talking. I was like a DJ when the song was finishing. I was trying to cue him up right into after Sherrod's point there. But Bobby, yeah. Bobby who gave you the power to put yourself on? Bobby did. Kinda, yeah. I was trying to change my name. I must have hit the wrong button. Oh, it works. here we go. Fat fingers. All right. Well, hey, you're here now. What's good? I mixed you in. What's going on? How you Great. doing? Bounce back. You tell me. Give me your biggest take from this one. You know, you had uh, you had the Raptor fans hopeful heading into this one. What happened? What went wrong <laughs> with the Raptors? It's funny. This is, I saw the, Ra- I saw the I Raptors fans on I saw the Raptors fans on Twitter 
freaking out like the Celtics fans were the too. first time these two teams played. Uh, they just had Toronto on uh, their heels on the defensive glass, I guess, for the Raptors. I mean, they couldn't box out. They were just getting pushed around in the lane. Obviously, the Raptors are a team without a seven-footer, and the Celtics don't really have one either, but length and side between Horford and uh, Rob. I actually thought Ime came up with an interesting strategy for this one. He said, you know, we're, the Raptors, they're going to try to beat us on transition. They're going to try to take stops and just get out there and roll. And uh, we're going to stop that by making them box out, making them stop us on the glass. And Rob just uh, destroyed them in that sense. Al was good there too. Tatum got on the offensive glass at times. It was just a great game plan that the Celtics put out there. This was really the first game I felt like the Celtics played exactly how Ime wants them to play. Running, disruptive on defense, uh, space in the floor early. It fell off a little bit late. Uh, but overall, just the approach was great. They drove a ton. Tatum was in facilitator mode. This was an awesome win and another sub-90 defensive effort. I just thought they were awesome all around tonight. They didn't give well, up the lead we, once. Well, one thing we talked about right before uh, right before you came in was um, that second half, right? Obviously, the third quarter was, uh, was a little scary for Celtics fans. Like, well, wait a minute. Here we go again. They might build another <laughs> double-digit lead here. But that obviously wasn't the case. But I, I thought that uh, – I thought they were tired out there, you know. I thought that Ime had to go back to his bench and, and, and turn to guys like Romeo and, you know, guys like Richardson that, of course, came through in the first half and they came through again. But is that the sort of production you think that Ime can rely on on a night, you know, night-to-night -night basis? You know, obviously this is after three days off and being back at home and avenging the, 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 first, the first loss at home of the season and now you finally get your first win of the season. You think this is a sign of, things, of good things to come? I think we're getting there with Romeo. You know, he, he had a nice block, was hitting the threes in the corners early. He's going to be limited in terms up. of what he's doing. You know, yeah, the stock's rising, but it's not <laughs> rapid. I mean, we're seeing you're going to need a wait a while to cash in on that one, Sherrod. It's just I just need profit. Keep the profit just, margin expanding. That's yeah. all I'm looking for from him. His portfolio is looking nice right now. Yeah. As, long as, keep, as long Sorry, as it keeps Bob. going in a positive direction. I thought, yeah, he made a good impact with his energy and his corner shooting in this one. And he was one of the guys who I thought was instrumental to the game plan of getting open shots off Tatum, knowing that mm -hmm. the Raptors were going to be hedging on Tatum and, you know, finding guys when they cut the corners out. Ime, I mean, the, the stuff on implementing has happened so fast here. I mean, on Monday, he's talking about producing more corner threes. By this game, you know, guys off the corner and just getting wide open looks again and again on the, on Tatum's drives. I'm surprised Tatum didn't have like a 10 to 12 assist game. I know you saw the potential assist, Jimmy, uh, but Langford was great playing off him. They're good. good. They're good duo, and he'll cut too. That's another thing you like to see out of him. Yeah, it felt like Tatum's final numbers didn't do justice to the way he played. Um, I, 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 and to me, it always comes back to we. You can talk. You know, to your blue in the face about how Tatum needs to pass more, but Tatum doesn't need to pass more. You need to make more shots. That's typically how that stuff works. When you make more shots, he passes more. This is not a chicken before the is it a chicken or the egg right. that comes in? No, you make shots because you know he's going to pass to some degree in the game. And if he's passing to you and you're open and you miss, he has every reason in the world to revoke the passing mantra and get his shot because he knows he can do that. He's that good. So I, they did a really good job of making the most of Tatum's willingness to get them involved and get them engaged in the game. And, and to Tatum's credit, even when they got off to a slow start, I think Marcus Smart misses like first four shots. Um, and 
that didn't stop Tatum from trying to get him the ball, which I thought was really, really impressive. Bobby was just hanging by a thread. He was on that like three G for the last like five the entire time he was on with us. He's on that Brockton Wi Fi? Yeah, it looked like he was uh, underwater. The good vibes. It looked like he was underwater there for a second. But um anyways. Yeah, no, I mean I, I agree with a bunch with a lot of what Bobby had to say about the game. I mean, I do think it was that defensive effort style that Eme's been sort of preaching. Mm-hmm. Eme knows that they aren't good enough to, sh- to outshoot teams. They need to play defense and turn defense into offense, which is what they did. Um, you know, this, the more stops you get, I mean, I think they held the Raptors to like 25% from three. So, I mean, yeah, some of that's just missing shots on the Raptors' end, but you got to give Celtics credit for, for at least part of that, um, you know, low percentage. And when you get those long shots, that's long rebounds, that's outlet passes. I mean, Smart had some really nice passes tonight. Um, in, in that game. And I know, I know, I know Schroeder had eight turnovers and people are going to get on him for that. I, but I thought he was solid on, uh, overall. I mean, yeah, you, you got the, the turnovers, the turnovers. I don't know that's if I would a, use the word that's solid. That's a problem. But yeah. I don't think I'd use solid. I would, I would. I mean, he ended up with t- over 20 points. He I shot like fine word. from the field. Solid is just that it's like, you know, he was solid. He was still a plus <laughs> overall for the game. I think he was like plus eight or plus 10 or something. See you Bobby again. And I'm just not going to bash Schroeder tonight because I didn't think that every everyone's going to point to the eight, eight turnovers if they just look at the box score. But if you watch the game, I thought I did a lot of good things out there running the point, and I think they need him to run the point. Yeah, yeah it's one of those performances where you did more good things tonight. Yeah, well, it's one of those we'll performances that if they lose, then yeah, it would have been magnified. Like, oh, eight turnovers, but you know, right? But you'd yeah, point, right, you'd point to that. Yeah. Sherrod, back me up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm still uh, Jimmy. It, it's hard yeah, it's true to me. close the game out. Thank you. It's hard for me to be cool with a guy that turns the ball over eight times. I don't give a damn how many points you win by. Yeah. Something well, then you would right. hate James Harden, and you would hate you know every other superstar player who has those games from time to time. But no, they, it doesn't mean you know, that they don't affect the game another way. Rod is gonna make them run tomorrow morning. That's what he. Here's doing. the thing, Jimmy. They when you talk about James Harden, he does that every night. He's going to, he, and he plays damn near 40 minutes every night. Schroeder, you are a fill in starter. Yeah. And he did a damn good, I think yeah. he did more than serviceable job. That's why I use the word solid because I think did. it was more than serviceable. I just don't like solid because solid makes me think that this is, this was a very, that's well, how I go. said solid. I was like, it was solid. Like, you know, he did solid. Did you understand his welcome in the starting lineup, Shiraz? That was trying to say. You know no. how some people are in the club and they're, they're they're really you like what they like what they're seeing, but you realize, damn, you know, you might need to call it a day. <laughs> I feel I feel like it's like twelve thirty. Like, go left anytime, any minute now. I mean, you just feel like he's he's. He's been. You're really just looking at the bartender him. like, yo, he's good. Yeah, yeah. No, his boy's really doing good. that. Yeah, that's his what I'm saying. Been great. Behind him, yeah. His scoring has been great, but it's the. The turnovers bother me, even before t- yeah. tonight. You know, that to me is, is if, if he has a, let's put it this way, the one kick in his arm is he turns the ball over too damn much. But but that's kind of his style, though. He pushes the pace. He's a little reckless, but, like, you kind of take the good with the bad. I mean, you, you can't say that you want them to run the run run it and push the pace and be active and then dog a guy for turning the ball over. I mean, what do you? what's the alternative? Walk the ball up. Hold it on, hold on to it for 15 seconds, and then brick a three. Oh, you didn't turn it over though. Or, or, or Jimmy, or you can do what he does often, which is dribble, 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 dribble until there's like four seconds left, and then he turns the ball. Well, that's Tatum. Yeah. 
No, that is that is Schroeder. Hey, hey that's too. last year. Schroeder has Kato done that, but okay, that was I mean, last year's. But yeah. Schroeder will push the He's pace. He's working on that. Schroeder will push the pace more than a lot of guys will on this team. He does, and 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 that's you know I asked Al about this this week about Schroeder, just whether there's like levels to his game that we don't know about or we haven't seen yet. And, and Al talked about how he's a much better pick and roll performer than he's shown thus far because he just doesn't he doesn't get in a lot of situations like that. So I'm wondering as Ime looks to kind of you know evolve this roster, we may see Schroeder doing a lot more pick and roll when he's got a full complement of players around because Schroeder will be then be coming off the bench. And if he's able to be impactful, like getting the ball to Rob for rim runs and things like that, and he's able to knock down shots, now all of a sudden you got a guy off the bench that you really don't know how to handle. And if you got Josh Richardson playing solid defense and your boy Jimmy, your boy Grant doing what Grant does, you know, <laughs> plus minus for the game. Whatever that is. Shooting. Yeah, you know, what is that? Solid. What is he doing? He's going to give you something, though. Grant's going to give you something. No, he that ain't good. solid. <laughs> I'm not using solid hate, for that, too. Stop hating, Jimmy. No, Stop he's it. been fine. He's been a basketball player. He's been fine. Damn. As John, as John would say. I can't compliment you. That's what John would say. He's been You're gonna fine. You're going to drop John's, John's turn? He's got a good shooter. Wow. Oh, Bobby's back. That reminds me of the custom players on like NBA you know, 2K or whatever. Yeah. He's a basketball right. player. He's not. Yeah, he's know. ranked 68 to 72 on everything. that. Jimmy, that you might as well just say he has a pulse. He does have well. He, can, he does he have a ball. That's unfair. Grant's man's got a yeah. job. He's no, soft. he's been he's been good. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not here to bash Grant right now. I think he's he's been fine. He's been whatever. He's just been. I think Grant. you look at him hitting open shots. It's like fifty percent, which is what we wanted from him before. Right. Uh, he's been 50? solid. He's not. Yeah, yeah I think, think on his open well, think on his open threes. He's fifty percent. Okay, that's enough talk about him. Talk about Romeo. Okay. <laughs> no, I was gonna go shorter. Yeah, that's my guy. Oh, go shorter. What do you have to say about shorter? All right, with that, why don't we? But why don't we tease a Romeo segment because we got we got to do this now. We got to talk about Raycon, right? Uh, okay. Go to Raycon.com slash garden today. Unlock exclusive deals up to 20% off just because you watch us, right? Isn't that great? Wow. Yeah, we're hooking you guys up here, all right? That's a good That's deal. BuyRaycon.com. Again, BuyRaycon.com slash garden to unlock 20% off. Of your Raycons. Uh, These are legit. So, listen, they're legit headphones. They're legit earbuds. They're right up there with the with the you know premium brands. We're not going to name any names because they don't deserve being named. But if you're looking for something at the gym, looking for something you know podcasting, whatever it is, Raycons a great option. And Christmas is coming. You want to get your orders in fast because what I'm hearing is that if you order anything in December, it ain't coming till January. It's just right. I'm not talking about Raycon. Like, I'm talking about anything. So get yeah, your damn like, orders just like in there. Just like Jimmy said about the, the, the smooth headphones, though, right? Like seamless Bluetooth pairing, comfortable. Bluetooth. Uh, the, the noise isolating fit. You know, you can listen to it right it's away. It's an listen. easy gift. No one's ever going to be, like, upset about a brand new set of headphones. Plus, you can listen up to hours, too. That's a, that's a big that's a big plus here. You know, not all the other headphones have that same sort of, uh, you know, battery life, like 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 uh, uh, Raycons. So. Hey, Jimmy, if I, yeah. if I really got to... I'll go back to UPS. Remember a year ago, I was oh, that's I was true. Doing the UPS thing. <laughs> you uh, you get to toss the Raycon, on the brown shirt again, yeah. The Raycons will get there on time. A lot of people are asking me if so I'm hilarious. wearing Raycons right now. I'm actually not wearing them right now. I use those for the gym. I don't like to combine my my headphones. I got different ones for different things. So, 
All right. That's buyraycon.com slash garden. Get your Thanks, 20% Jimmy. off. I don't want the Bluetooth going on with the podcast, just in the live. The live stuff. Come on, through. Jimmy. You're pulling on me. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like Romeo is a type that, that would rock some Raycons, you know, just zone in right before totally. the game and, and, and do his thing because, man, all of a sudden, like, he's had he's having these games where he's just it's just instant, right? He goes in there, whether it's that three-pointer from the corner, whether it's a steal. I mean, obviously tonight that block with the rim. The mm-hmm. block at the rim, like the chase down, the effort, like he's he's pure energy. He's exactly what we were saying. He's he he wasn't last year, right? Like he would come in there, kind of like slumped over. You weren't you weren't quite sure, you know, if he was like awake. I think Jimmy used to say that a lot. Like is he you know <laughs> this has been a complete revelation in the sense, like, but his demeanor doesn't change, right? That's the that's the funny part about it. Like, he's just he's just giving you that energy for the Celtics for sure. Yeah, I. I... Romeo is doing exactly what he, Romeo should be doing, and that is taking whatever scraps you get minutes-wise and maximizing them. Mm-hmm. You know, sit your ass in a corner, wait for mm-hmm. Jason Tatum to dribble drive, and he'll pass it to you and knock the shot down. Knock the you shot knock it down. That's literally all you got to do. And play good defense. And he's – look, Romeo, I think, understands that he is not going to be an all-star on his team. Hell, he's probably not even going to be able to start – but that doesn't mean you don't have value. That doesn't mean you can't impact the game when you're out there. And that's what he's doing more of now. He's making the most of the scraps that he's given to work with, and the Celtics are better off for it. Yeah, and it, it makes me think of that moment we had in Summer League, Sherrod. It was me, you, and uh, Gary talking to him that after that game. And just, you know, to go back to the point about him looking asleep and just him not yeah. having this real intense demeanor, he was pretty upset that people had an assumption that he didn't care about the game that much yeah. and, you know you ought to be known at that time that he's working hard he's just gone through some bumps and he hasn't played a lot i'm getting a stronger feeling seeing him play this year that he could be like a six-man type guy for this group coming yeah. in gluing together some units we've seen playmaking flashes from him not a ton tonight but in the past that's been an area where he's shown some spirits in nothing's going to be explosive with him i mean he had this reputation coming out of high school as this massive score i don't think he's ever going to become that but if he becomes like the name we've used in the past is avery bradley bradley ended up becoming like a high level scorer seven eight years into his career uh, toward the end of his tenure in Boston. But for the most part, with the Celtics, like his impact was subtle. He would come in and you know, play good defense, move the ball, and, you know, finish some shots on cuts and stuff. The one thing I loved yeah, about Romeo on, in this game. He was on those game, big, three, big, uh, big three teams those, the last yeah. couple of Mm-hmm. And his his role in that team. I love him going to the basket in transition. Even if you don't make it, Rob's right there to get the putback going. Uh, you, you stress the defense out by going downhill, and there's not a lot of that on this team. He's willing to do it. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm kind of speechless because my 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 kid, my, my pick of the kids was Neesmith, and I mean, he looks like the forgotten man. The forgotten man once again. I mean, he got that. He got that late minute burn tonight where he just who picked that Romeo? Three. Sherrod? Sherrod must have done Romeo. Sherrod, yeah. No, oh, everyone knows. You already Sherrod. know. Boy. Everyone already knows that. Yeah. But uh, Bobby, Bobby your your Pritchard pick might be worse than my Neesmith pick, though. Yeah. Yeah. People are wondering, uh, Neesmith, uh, zero for one, one rebound in seven minutes. I didn't even notice yeah. him play. <laughs> it was like the last few minutes of the game, and it was it was oh, not all right. It, w- yeah. it wasn't it wasn't noticeable. Put it that way. This isn't yeah, really but, a game where we need to talk about him too much, but I'm not giving just, up yet. I'm not giving up yet. I just want to see the same kind of effort against against the champion Bucks, you know. And I know they're not like this 
the hottest team out right now, but I want to see them dethrone. No, they're very, they're very beatable. I mean, their starting lineup stinks right now with the injuries <laughs> they have. That's not my point. Middleton's um, out. I just want to yeah. see the same sort of approach. They won tonight, know? though. They beat the Knicks on the road. The Bucks did. And I bet it was a good Bucks. win. Let's go. Yeah, you see some yeah, of these I mean, guys. Come on, Bobby. Would you be? Would you really be surprised if they came in here and, and, and stole one at TD Garden? I would. Kind of. If the Celtics play like this, I no. think if the Celtics don't win, it'll be on Boston. You know, I, you can. I don't know. I think if Toronto had themselves at Giannis, we would have had a, a closer game to them. Hey, Scotty Barnes. Some people are using the G word with him. Not quite. I'm not quite there Ooh. yet, but some people have tossed that around. Uh, the what word? Yeah. yeah. Giannis, it's impossible to slow Giannis anymore. But <laughs> yeah. if you don't have shooting around him, like they don't right now, they're much easier contained. Their offense hasn't been great. They're down the bottom in the league on that end of the floor. They're tough defense, but the Celtics should be favored on Friday. Well, Middleton's out, isn't yeah. he? Isn't he have, isn't, yeah, so, I mean, he's the Celtics killer. If Middleton's in, I don't know. Brooke how Lopez is still yeah, out, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, they have multiple right. starters out, so they're wicked thin coming in. Uh, you got you to gotta win. You got to keep this string of Good play going because the Bucks. Yeah. you look at them right now, they're not a good team statistically. Yeah, but you know what's going to happen. What Shemmy happens when the, Celtics, when the Celtics play a team that has a former Celtic on it, you know what's going to happen. Shemmy is going to have an amazing game. <laughs> he played 28 minutes tonight. Shemmy's Yo, getting some burn over there. The last three games, Shemmy's like eight for 10. Shoot. Yeah, he's involved. He's, he's knocking down shots. A couple games. He had a couple like, threes in the first half. Damn. We are, we are yeah, getting Marcus. A couple days ago. We're getting Marcus Smart as we speak, so you know that's a can't miss one. I'll be right back. Okay, yeah. Yeah, look at Bobby here posted. calling the shots. All right, get something good for Marcus. <laughs> Bobby's doing double a, duty here. I guess it's a can't miss. I guess right, Marcus Smart. Hey, he said it as if like there's still drama in the air. I don't know. I don't know if that's still. That's still out there. <laughs> Both teams play hard. Both teams did play hard. Celtics oh. actually did play hard tonight. They did. I wanted Bobby's. Uh, I wanted Bobby's. Um, his take on Schroeder, but we'll have to get it on the way back. Well, how about uh, how about we uh, transition to to Marcus? I mean, this is the classic. No one can say anything about Marcus tonight game, right? Like, it's like, what is there to complain about, man? Especially those uh, those stops in transition, showing the rookie, like, hey, you got to work a little harder around these parts, man. You know, I think that's the kind of uh, approach that. No one complains when they see that that side of Marcus. And then offensively, you know, he wasn't as demonstrative as he has to be, or sometimes feels like he has to be. But you got that nice balance tonight. I think. I thought. Well, here's the thing. I mean, he made shots. I mean, after a really slow start, he, he missed. I think his first four, first five, something like that. And he got into a nice flow, knocking down shots. But here's the, the to me the the best stat line he had all night: six assists, zero turnovers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is exactly to the T what you're looking for him. 10 to 12 points, lots of turnovers, very few assists, or excuse me, lots of assists, very few lots turnovers. Of assists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about shooter? Right? I had a shooter moment there. My bad. Talking about shooter, my man. My guy shooter. Shooter's like, what's up? I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you say my name? That's what you need for Marcus. You need him to just be that reliable facilitator and be a reliable re- receiver. I mean, as, as Joshua, as you pointed out earlier, I mean, that pass that Tatum made to him, that's a tough shot to make. Yeah. I mean, Tatum was going one way, passes not looking to in the other direction, and you got to be ready for that. And you're on a block, and you're that was a really good play. And, and he was Marcus surrounded did, by defenders. Yeah, 
I, and I thought Marcus, the one thing he did that was I thought really impressive was I thought he got better as the game went on. Like I, at first, it seemed like he mm-hmm. was stacking shots, taking shots that he that weren't really any kind of flow. And then he just kind of worked his way into knocking down shots, getting other guys involved, making the hockey assist from time to time, just doing the things that he absolutely has to do for them to be competitive. Because they can't win if they can't compete. And they got to compete first. And Marcus, I thought, did a good job of, of doing his role and helping them compete. And, you know, he takes a lot of heat from a lot of people in Boston. But one thing people never really question is his effort and his intensity out no. there. I mean, you can question the shot selection or the decision-making sometimes. But on a night like tonight, like you said, Sherrod, that's like every number here is like a sweet spot for him, right? I mean, the points, the field goal attempts, you know, six assists, three steals, zero turnovers, which, you know, might be the most important one of all when you're talking about a yeah. starting guard. Um, and, and not – you know, letting the sort of like that's kind of how it looks like he let the game sort of come to him a little bit, mm-hmm. um, not trying to be the hero. And maybe it's because they didn't, you know, like I said, they, they, they did it with defense tonight. You know, they kept the they, they opened up a lead and they kept the Raptors away. They didn't they didn't need hero ball at any point in this game. You know, they they needed just execution on both ends of the court and just sort of like maintain this, you know, little distance from them. So it was, you know, it was their game to to. You know, it, it would have taken just complete brain farts, you know, to, you know, change the pace of wh- where they were going on this game. So, yeah. and that, you know, Marcus Smart, credit to him. I mean, he, he, that's what being a, a starting point guard, starting caliber guard is all about. Setting the pace, keeping your guys in check, and just playing smart basketball. Yeah. A part of me just feels like Marcus was going into this one like, so I know uh, – no one's named captain, but we know I'm the unofficial captain, though, right? Like, I got that title <laughs> back, right, guys? No, guys, I'm serious. Like, you guys know that, right? Like, I feel like... Or That's probably mentally, why they never named captains. <laughs> yeah, mentally, he was like, well, yeah, everyone knows I'm the captain here, and there hasn't there doesn't have to be an official title. I'm the title. captain it, now. He went right into captain role tonight, right? And what I mean by that was just not letting up and just continuing to be tenacious on the defensive end, especially in that third quarter when the, when the, when the Raptors were uh, starting to build some momentum. Mm-hmm. What do yeah, we get, Bobby? What do you get? What did you get from Marcus? Nothing. Short and sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I didn't expect oh. anything. I mean, not not because you know. No, Marcus they asked him about a the... lot of stuff, but this is that game where he's not going to say anything crazy. You know, this is. This is well, I wasn't way. expecting crazy, but maybe he had something insightful to say. Yeah, I mean, what, what did he say, Bobby? Like, what stands out, Bobby, that he talked about? Oh, he got asked about the comments and kind of how you know Jalen and Jason bounced back from. You know, his call out of them, and he just basically said, We played a good game. Um, oh, I gave himself a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. <Go ahead>. <laughs> okay, Marcus. Okay. You got that one. You weren't going to get a bombshell after what happened the last two weeks uh, after those comments from him, which again, I didn't have a strong problem with. The context of it, how he had been playing at that time, it wasn't a great moment. It wasn't a great fit. And obviously, the team, and, you know, from every level, said it wasn't a good idea for him to do that. So I totally disagree with that. I totally disagree with that. I think it was a great idea that he did that because he had what Joe Sway likes to talk, those uncomfortable conversations. And what he said led to them having uncomfortable conversations. I don't think it's a coincidence that when you look at the, when he made those comments, look at how they've played since then. Were those, uh, were those, were those conversations productive or uh, even all that beneficial? 
Well, let's see. The bottom line is winning games. And last night, I mean, yeah, it's starting to do well, that well, now. To Sherrod's point, though, it triggered the meeting, though. So let's that's let's what, yes, let's call it what it is. Let's call it the let's point at the domino effect as instead of pointing at the exact comments, right? Oh, he called everyone out because that was the headline. Oh, he called his guys out. He called his guys out, but. We had to wait to see what's going to happen, how they're going to respond. And we because the whole point of him calling them positive. out is that they need to play better so this team can start winning. That was the whole point. That yeah, was right. The point. But you know, there was that risk they, that it may not have been received well and people may no, respond the other but way. But you know what? Don't matter. I, I could care less how your feelings are when I tell you that straight no chase of truth. That's what Smart gave him. He gave them the straight no chase of truth, and it did not go down smoothly. That's when you take the though, first right? shot, Josue, and you know about this, that first shot, it don't go down smooth. It's a little, <laughs> it, 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 you kind of feel it. You kind yeah. of things up. Yeah, it's the first. And yeah. you know it's what? It's one. It's, that's what you needed, though. That's what you yeah, needed. But you and know what? what that's what a leader does, right? At the end of exactly. the day. Exactly. Right? Leaders, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable, even if it means you become unpopular in the process. Because I don't believe this team will be playing as well as they are if that initial comments made by Marcus, which led to conversations, never happened. Oh, I don't think so. What do you guys think? I don't know if it solved everything, though. No, it didn't. It did not. It did not. But it at least got them out of the damn mud slide that they were in. Because they weren't going anywhere the way they were playing, the way they were communicating or not communicating. Someone had to get them back on the damn trail. Doesn't mean you're going to get to the finish line first, but you got to get your ass out of the mud first. Yeah. That's what those comments to me did for this team. We'll definitely look back at that time and think, well, hey, that one, that's a that's a point for Marcus, I think, for sure. If they make a deep playoff run that'll shock the hell out of most people, and you start trying to, you know, we it always does. The too, whole, where did they yeah. turn? Where was the turning point? That yeah. is going to be seen as a turning point. That'll be one. I just find it hard to believe that they haven't had like these types of conversations. I mean, yeah, these guys put, aren't these aren't new guys. Like that, though, Jimmy. Yeah, I yeah, think, no, I I know. Like, yeah, this was a very direct shot. This wasn't like it was. Hey, and the I think team needs to play better. It was like, nah, y'all yeah. two dudes. I don't y'all think there was from your yeah. own from your own guy. I don't think there was a lot of people from upset your own platoon. He, I don't think anyone really disagreed with what he said. I think some people would have liked him to maybe accept some accountability as well. Yeah, um, that would have been nice. Because, you know, I mean, it's not like he's hasn't had his own warts and, and it, you know. It's funny. His issues. comments got himself going. That was the biggest difference the last couple of games because Tatum's doing what Tatum's been doing, right? And Brown's not even playing right now. So this yeah, is I think that's what I think that's why up. people got so upset, though, because they looked at it through that lens. Oh, he just wants the ball more. They looked at it through that through that narrative. That was the biggest that problem I had with the it. Case. I never saw right. it as, oh, Marcus is complaining because he's not getting the ball enough. No, he, he was said talking I'm about stuck the in the corner. He was talking about an offense as well. I know, but I, it's almost like he, in my mind, it was metaphorically speaking and everyone thought he meant literal. Like, oh, he's in the corner waiting for the ball. Like, I thought, I took it as a, the metaphor. Ah, that was well, just me. The, the I took it as a metaphor. Joe Smith going into metaphors over here. <laughs> Sitting in the corner. I took it as no, like a, more of like a simile, but. The big thing, bottom line, is he what didn't feel in the corner like smart. He didn't feel that he was engaged enough in what they were doing, and he was basically saying, "Tatum and Brown, y'all the reason why I'm not engaged." So, right, what y'all gonna do? That's an alliteration right there. Um, Yeah, (laughs) this is not English class, y'all. So cut that shit out. (laughs) Haiku. like, yo, I deal deal enough with this shit. Yeah, he's taking a break. I don't come over here for that. 
<laughs> here's what I, some grammar easy. lesson. No, here, here's not, what I here's what I no, love no, about no, the, that mice and men bar that you dropped last week though. That was come on. That was dope. Did he go mice and men on everybody? <laughs> here's what I love about what Smart's been doing is he has taken his lackluster three-point shooting and gone downhill throughout the course of games. He's getting to the free throw line more. I thought he had his best free throw season ever last year. Starting to get back to that point with about four game this last week or so. Uh, posting up, Ime's a guy who's willing to let him do that and make plays out of that spot, and it's working well for the Celtics as a whole. And really, I didn't get this sense last year, and we're starting to see it again now, just him diving on the floor more, him just getting wrapped up with guys. Like those Marcus moments that were just constant, like every single night you'd have one earlier in his career. I didn't see a ton of that last year. I'm seeing that now the last week or two. Like every single game he has a big play, a break up, a deflection. How about that steal he got in the corner? that he tossed like over the whole defense, got it just over Siakam, the Schroeder. That's like a vintage smart play. I mean, he's just been awesome, I thought. And, you know, if he shoots 30 to 35% from three, all of a sudden he's the normal smart, everything we've expected the last couple of years. So he's really not that far off from what he's done in the past to help this team. But, man, it was bad the first couple of weeks. And that was my problem, Joe Sway. Zero assists that night, not playing well at all. Yeah. Not doing all that much to get the offense going himself. It, the context of it wasn't great, and I think that's why the Jays saw it and just kind of rolled their eyes. Yeah, but I feel like going into this, though, a lot of the Marcus Smart naysayers, they didn't give him a chance because they were like, okay, we want you to shoot less and and shoot at a higher percentage. It's like, well, that's not going to work, <laughs> like, especially with the way this <laughs> offense is, the way this offense works through Tatum and Brown. I mean – I never expected him to all of a sudden become a, a 44% shooter from behind the arc, you know, like that's just not, I, I don't think no, that's he's he never going to do that. He's never even right. going to push 40. So I feel like he never stood a chance in the sense of people looking at what he's going to do offensively pure from out of, you know, his attempts and, and, and his, uh, his, his shooting percentages. No, I mean, the, the bottom line with him and really with a lot of the guys not named Tatum, not named Brown is figure out how to make an impact. Figure out what you need to do to make an impact. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean you're going to be perfect. In fact, you're not perfect. We all know that. Y'all got lots of freaking flaws, if we were keeping it honest. But right. that doesn't mean you are a bad player. That doesn't mean you can't help this team win. That's where this team, I think, is starting to slowly but surely gel. Figuring out not just what their roles are, but what is your role in winning games. Because just because you've got a certain role that you want to play and you're good at it doesn't mean it's going to help me win some damn games. What can you do that's going to help me win games? And they're starting to get an understanding of what that means. And, and I, I give him credit. I mean, he, you know, he is not flinched at all in his approach to dealing with them. He is bringing that straight no chase of truth every I- day. I'm loving Ime. Like, I really am. The honesty, how quickly he gets his message across, how confident he is in his game plans. And just when he sees something, he implements something immediately. The defense Other than exactly, but that's another story. I'd like to have that one back, I think. <laughs> yeah. But at least he was smart enough to just say, you know what? We got biggest stuff to worry about than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, at least he didn't say the whole, like, we're not quite there yet. It's like, no, nah, man, just either announce it or just kill it. Like, yeah. I feel like he's going to get asked about captains, like, every week the rest of the way. He's I don't think so. Like, oh, I don't think so. He put, a, he, he put the kibosh, put the kibosh on that this week. Finally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the rearview comment is, that was, that, that was it. To me, that, that, was, that was just, that was just kind of sad that they couldn't, like, 
figure out who the captain should be or, or deserve to be. But I'm not going to harp on it. It is what it is. Well, what it's kind of a about, tough look. What, 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 what did I you think about the reasoning, though? Like, you know, guys being out. Like, is that an actual, like, I don't know. Like, I no, thought I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Reason. That's that's weak as hell. We know the yeah, reason. Yeah, right? Coach, okay, right? I thought it was just me. Like, that's, that's the reason. You know, listen, you, you don't name a captain because they're available. Yeah, you don't right. name a captain because <laughs> they they're, name, they're in good shape. They name a captain because that's your leader. That's the guy that you want to be the one that your team emulates. Sharon, yeah. they, they named Rondo the captain while you're sitting in street clothes on the right. side. Exactly. The but, last but, captain wasn't even That was a little different, there. though. That was a little different. That was though. a little different because, well, well, first of all, the thing about Rondo was this. and it, He was a hell of a player when he was here, and he was at his best when the stakes were highest. You don't get a nickname like Playoff Rondo just being a guy that shows up every now and then. So you could understand why he would be a captain because that's a guy that – you could see your players following because again, right. he's at he his, has captain qualities. Right. But you Especially know, he has been a really good player, but eh, not really sure. He's got the, the, the oh. team by the throat, so to speak. Same Who's, thing with Jalen. Al oh, has, has been a captain before in Atlanta, but he, th- there's some reluctance to name him that because he's not necessarily someone that, you know, is going to be part of this team's future long-term going forward. And then you got Marcus, who's sort of kind of been captain-esque without the title, per se. Yeah. And he's probably wondering, well, why don't y'all just give me the title? Or if you're not going to give me the title, then forget it. I don't care about it. Sherrod, when they right. said we're going to name two captains, it was very obvious who those two captains were going to be. You wanted to be Jalen and Jason. Yeah. yeah. And then Smart Did that bother Marcus, Bobby? Yeah. I made the joke, I made the joke that bo- – before you before you came back on, I don't know if you were here for this, but I, I made the joke that uh he he uh he went he went in tonight because he knew that the 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 captain thing is dead and, I, and he knows he's the unofficial. You know, he got the de facto, yeah, the de facto. Yeah. Once and for all, oh, he like, came that's out. It. He came out minutes after Udoka pitched the idea. I thought it was the most damning moment of the season so far publicly, like in interviews when really? Udoka pitched this idea. Yes, because you have a new coach. He pitched this idea. Maybe it doesn't matter, and these guys just roll their eyes at it. But it was important to him messaging-wise to be able to say, all right, maybe this is something that can get these guys going as leaders. Maybe they'll walk with a little pep in their step if they have the C. Like, we knew it didn't really matter. But can you come out and say, oh, yeah, we'll get right behind our captains. You know, we're excited, blah, blah, blah. Smart right. comes out and says, captains don't matter. We're adults. <laughs> we don't need that. Like, right. come on. That was so ridiculous the first few weeks of the but season. But you think it's that because he said two? Because he was like, really? There's going to be yes. another one? <laughs> when you say there's two captains and you have two stars, that's a yeah. very obvious message. Yeah, because if Amy would have kept it wide open and said something to the effect that you will have captains, plural, that could be yeah. two, it could be three, it could be four. You, I, you're, yeah. Not like but also – the worst I've, thing he could have done was take a vote because then it would have been like uh, well, Horford. The worst uh, thing he could have done was take one of them. You take either Tatum and Brown and pair with Smart or whoever. The, like, the worst thing he did was even like mention that they were going to have captains. Like, it would have been like Survivor. They, they didn't announce that they were going to make Rondo the captain. He just showed up with the with the captaincy one game. Like, yeah, it was made, obvious he, who he, the one face of the team was. Exactly. I mean, that, that, was a, that was a gimme. But in this case, no, you know, nobody was just – thinking that, oh, Ime's going to name captain soon. Like, he obviously came out and said it, but he didn't have to. He could have just – it could have just happened, you know, and we would have just found out like everybody else would have found out. But then 
you, you bring it up. Now the media is asking about it, asking about it. Now they're asking the players about it. Oh, like, who do you think it's going to be? Like, who should it be? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It just becomes like a thing that it should never have been. So it's kind of funny. It, just, just looking at it in, in, in hindsight now, because, you know, like Bobby pointed out, they had the guy. I don't understand. If you knew that you wanted two captains, why the hell did you just name the two captains? Right. Yeah. <laughs> just, or was there a tryout? Was there a, comp- I mean, was there a shooting competition? Yeah, yeah. What did they, they, they have to play horse or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, How close was Neesmith and Pritchard to being the captains here? I, I mean, What's the yeah, contest I mean, what, here? Did they, did, was there a game of knockout and where, you know, somebody like, you know, Bruno Fernando won and they're just like, oh, no, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you know what? We're not going to do it after, <laughs> after all. <laughs> I'm afraid he may, like, after this first month or two, the stuff he said, like, he's going to pull up Brad and just be like, oh, the opponents are great. Like, Brad just started doing with the media because oh, yeah. he criticizes. I don't think, I don't think Ime has, is wired for that. No, he's not. That. I need to know what was the but process seen, in this. <laughs> you've seen an adjustment, Sherrod, right? Like, he was getting on guys early publicly, mm-hmm. and it's softened a bit. It has. You know, he's think, not drilling guys for every. Well, I, I think it's softened for two reasons. One, I think he realizes it's not productive, first and foremost. Yeah. And, and number two, I think guys are just playing better and practicing better. I think that's a – It's he has an idea of what he wants to see out on the floor, and I think they are much closer to that now than they were two or three weeks ago. Because I think for him, he's thinking, we've got all these veterans in here, and veterans are supposed to have a high basketball IQ, and they're supposed to figure shit out quickly. And – they're not figuring this out quickly. Not as quickly and, as I think they should. And, and now they are. And their defense is awesome. Like, this is what I pictured going into this year looking at it on paper. 93 defensive rain the last four games. Uh, you know, holding the Mavericks down for large stretches of that game. Shutting down the Heat, who had the best you know what, offensive rating ever at that point. And you know what, Bobby? They're not switching every single possession they're switching but they're not switching every time the ball swings they're they're not doing that and about that this week yeah it's it's like they finally figured out that you know what i'm going to take ownership and defend the hell out of this guy but if i get in trouble my teammates got my back you can't use the Mm -hmm. the concept of switching Mm -hmm. as a default defense all game you have to try to guard your yard and they've done a and you're right bobby i mean they've done a a much better job switching's for cowards i'll say it well, switching is necessary when you get, when you get get your ass beat defensively, and your teammate can help you out. But don't allow the switching to be your your primary way of defending. And that right. was a problem. It's like they weren't even trying really to stay with their men. They're thinking that well, you know, I'll just exactly. tag with for a minute right. and then I'll switch. Yeah. They're actually trying to fight under screens and over uh, screens. Here comes the screen. Exactly. Uh, okay. I always, I always hated switching, especially on the you know pick and roll. You know, always well, never. They're still going to switch. You know? they're, they're, they're still going to do it, but they're not doing it nearly. It's not. It hasn't become their default defense from day one. Yeah, yeah early on they were switching. You're everything. seeing a difference. Everything, and it, and it made no sense. Like Udoka said, there was like fluff off the balls that they were switching and giving up matchups and all that. Yeah. And you know, this wasn't Udoka married to the style early on. I think he wanted to get the model reps with it. He called it an extended preseason the first few weeks there, and they got better at it. You know, so then they started implementing some drop they started implementing some zones i think we saw a bit of against miami they are phenomenal at this switching though and there's a reason they want this to be instrumental to what they do i uh, you know so you see some of the stats i wrote about for vsj last week like they're 0.76 points per possession on switching plays which is phenomenal uh you know they were the most switches in the league to start this year so like you're right Sherrod. 
ramp it back a little bit, show some other styles that the matchups conducive to. I think Horford is like sensational in drop defense. Yes. But that switching is going to be key to what they do. Because look at the Warriors to so their championship teams. But look as at some of these as, great teams throughout the years, they right. switched. They do. But as great as Al is, you can see the teachings of Al and Rob. You go back and you look at that Dallas game, and I think I think Ime may have talked a little bit about this. When Dallas was trying to get, create that switch where Rob would be out on Luka, and Rob was smart enough to say, Jay Rich, you get into that play. I'm just going to drop back. Little things like that that don't show anywhere up in the statue shows how guys like Rob, who, again, he's relied so much on his athleticism to play at this level, is starting to figure out how to use his mind as well as his body. And that, for me – gives me hope that this team can figure out how to be really good sooner rather than later. With the As long as they can keep this core group together and guys can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big one. They got a shot to make a little noise as we get deeper into the season. All right, let's do this one more time, guys. Let's remind everybody. You haven't already. There's still plenty of time. Right? Go to buyraycon.com slash garden. Plus – what are we right around the corner now? Before we got on this, Rod and Jimmy, how people are going all in on uh, on on their uh, Christmas decorating, and I'm like, man, I swear, yeah. now it's November first. Well, you know what? You want to get a head start on your Christmas shopping? Well, here you go. Head over to buyraycon.com/slash and get twenty percent off. All right, hook up your friend with a brand new pair of Bluetooth headphones. You know, everyone loves those. You know what? You might you might be going to see the fam at Thanksgiving, and you might not catch up with them at Christmas because of whatever travel craziness. So you want to get your gifts out there early. You just want to get it over with. Just get it done with. Friendsgiving, maybe you got a Yankee swap. Toss the gift in there. You want to have the good gift at the Yankee swap too. Or so, better yet, Jimmy, you might want to get some some for your damn self. I could. Yes, that's true. I, I mean, for all you know, I have a pair already. I, I buy. If I, at least if I had to guess myself, every Jimmy doesn't mess around with the Jimmy. I mean, with the with the Yankee swaps. You know, you're very. Oh, you're no, very I, I come correct, dude, and yeah, I better not get correct. screwed either, because I'm gonna ruin the I'm gonna ruin the party for the rest of the night. If I if I walk out of the Yankee swap with the worst gift, if I get that high, if I get that like number two overall, it's just the, the swap is over. All right, the best if part I ain't having fun, no one is. The best part of Raycon it offers eight-hour playtime and 32-hour battery life. All right, also a built-in mic, and you can take calls on your earbuds just from pressing the button, just like all the the, uh, the premium new uh, Bluetooth earbuds. Uh, on, Joe, slash garden <laughs> right now. 20% off. 20. Do it. It's actually a good deal. Here. No lie. I want a website to check it out. It's it, it, It's... You know you're gonna you're gonna spend a hell of a lot more for for a product that's at best just as good. So why why do that? These Plus our guy Ray price. J. Ray J. The discount. These are pretty good prices. Ray J's Ray J's the uh, <laughs> on it right now. He's like I'm gonna, Jimmy, yeah. I'm gonna look somebody up. Ray Jimmy's J's a big fan of the Ray show. J. I think I would imagine Ray J's a big fan of the show, and and uh, we're gonna try to get him on at some point. Ray J's the owner of Raycon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. These are good Just prices. That's yo. the connection. Just with that. Just love with that. Like, who are we talking Ray about? Ray J. Here? All right, guys. One more time. Let's go across. Uh, the Ray J. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, how are we feeling about going? Uh, the something's going up against the Bucks. All right. I, I still we'll think it's going to be. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we preview. Before we preview. Bobby, what did you want to say? You said something about. Well, I'll make my last point about Josh Richardson, who has oh. impressed me over the last oh, okay. week or so. Yes, he's uh, gone out. That's a guy who's 
taking advantage of Udoka's willingness to shoot some more mid-rangers, find some different spots on the floor to score from. And that's an area where it looks like he's a little more comfortable taking shots out of. You know, he stepped in the three-point line in the corner, got a good one to go. Uh, secondary playmaking from him has been strong. But really, the one thing, I'm not the biggest fan of him in the world. Sherrod was uh, higher on him coming into this year. Mm-hmm. Defensively, he's going to endear himself to Celtics fans big time. We're starting to see it. The chase down strip. The big block attempt that ended up in a foul. Uh, he was just overall awesome on that end of the floor. His instincts are great. His intensity's high. That's going to keep funneling a minutes, even though we have hope for some of these younger wings. His defense is just great. I mean, that's always been the staple of his game, and now it's starting to make an impact. Now that he's getting more connected with other guys. I thought him and Smart looked awesome together. Him and Tatum showing some chemistry. And you know what? The off-ball three-point shooting numbers, see two for four tonight, they're solid for him. Yeah. I mean, he's like a 33 career guy, and he's up for like 35, 36 right now after this game. Uh, he's He's been good, better than expected to me. Yeah, and the, the big thing with, with him, and we talked about, I can't remember if you were on or not, but make open shots. When you got guys like Tatum mm-hmm. and Brown on your team, they're going to draw so much attention that if you are on the floor, get to your spot where you know you can knock down shots and just wait. Just wait. If you're going to stand in the corner, stand in the corner and be ready to shoot when you get the rock. Because that's what Romeo is doing. That's what, you know, Josh is doing. That's what guys who are playing are doing. And they're getting wide open shots. And that's real. That's literally the difference, the biggest difference between them now versus the first couple of weeks of the season. They, they weren't making those shots. And if, again, if I'm Tatum, I can get you 27 a night. If I'm Jalen, I can get you 25 a night. And you want me to pass the dudes who can't make open shots? I'm going to do that once or twice, but when the game gets on the line, hell no. I'm calling one number. Mine. Often. and But now, <laughs> when you have those guys starting to show, make more shots, that's not only breeding confidence in them, but it's breeding confidence in your best players in them. You're just going to see Tatum kick out to Romeo, even though he could drive to the basket and maybe finish at the rim, maybe get contact. But Romeo's wide open in the corner. I'm going to pass to him because I trust he's going to make that shot. That's what we're seeing the last, I'd say, four or five games that we weren't seeing earlier in the in season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's what I got my eye on, especially the second unit, you know, combination of those guys, whatever it takes to, to keep that consistency going. And I'm looking at Neesmith as well. I don't think this is going to be the end for Neesmith. I think he he bounces back here. Maybe if, if it's not against the Bucks, uh, one of those games over at you know the back to back in Chicago. We'll I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off on my Neesmith stock until after Thanksgiving. I'll jump back on him as you Thanksgiving. should. You got all that Romeo, which is so I got good. my Romeo stock. Is it just look, dude? It's just every game. It, it seems like it's just going climbing. on. It's dude, climbing. you gotta know like you. A, you gotta know when to sell, though. Team. You can't. You it's can't be a bag holder. Well, yeah. I have a. I have a day. It's not gonna go to the moon. Jimmy, we know. Jimmy, I will not get stuck with the Romeo stock <laughs> at the end of the year. I can. You don't want to be like me, dude, holding all the bags at the end of the day. I damn sure. I get the, I get the like Neesmith you, bag right now. I damn sure don't want to be like you, Jimmy. You're right. You're right about that. <laughs> Bobby, what you got? Um, out the next few games, I'm expecting a win over the Bucks. That Cleveland series you mentioned, though, I'm so curious yeah, about that one because man. The Cavs are playing great. I mean, yeah. Ricky Rubio's moving the ball. Evan Mobley's like leading the team in uh, league in defensive contests. Phenomenal rookie who's making a massive impact. They're tough. I mean, this isn't the Cleveland of Postal Braun years right, that you're going to see this weekend. And they're playing them twice. 
So it's a big, big weekend that the Celtics can really start to rise up the conference if they take advantage of this. No longer are they the cadavers. No, you're, you're retiring at Sherrod already? But Sherrod, there's, still, there's still nothing great about spending the weekend in Cleveland, though. Come on, no. They're a legitimately a good team. You know, and, and Jared Allen, we're going to be talking about him for most improved player of the year, the way he's coming on. Yes. Um, yeah. So, you know, oh, they have a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys that are going to be in the conversations. If they keep playing like this for some postseason act or end of the season awards and act, except for MVP, they ain't got no one who's even close to that. Now, Colin Sexton's out too, and Markinen's in the COVID protocol. So maybe catch a little break there. Uh, you're definitely catching a break against the Bucks with all the guys they have out. So again, you got Shimmy. Keep it rolling. Keep Bobby's it rolling. guy, Bobby's guy, Ricky Rubio in Cleveland's balling out right now. Ricky Keep Rubio. Fun over there. Bobby, fun. Bobby, he had a 39, right? Who did you say? Yeah, I don't know if it was on video or a text. You were like, oh, like if his comp is Ricky Rubio, like that's not like that great of a pick or something like that. Who was that? Uh, it was one of these, one of the draft prospects. Was it Pritchard? No, it was a guy they didn't end up getting. Because um, I was like, that's crazy. Rubio is, if yeah, you can end up with a Rubio. Rubio Pritchard, if you, it, was, it was about Pritchard. It was like, that's not a, it was like, that's not a home run pick. I, oh, like, I think Jimmy's doing that thing where he's answering his question. Hey, yeah. let's, he's absolutely doing that thing. Where he's yeah. I was going to give Bobby a chance to be like, yeah. But he didn't. He tried to sneak sneak out of it. But he's like, no, I, I meant the prospect from uh, Maryland. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that nobody knows. <laughs> Jimmy, no, thinks I, is, Jimmy thinks this is Jeopardy. Ask a I, question, then, yeah, don't answer, then you answer the damn question. Yeah, okay. I'll, 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 I'll take bad Bobby takes for two for two hundred, please. Listen, no, I'm gonna defend it right now. I still stand by that because Rubio's a guy, and I love my Spanish players. He has his flashes. Okay. I mean, he has these awesome <laughs> games. And then for like 10, 15 games, it's like, oh, he's shooting 40%. Because he can't shoot. So that was my point. Like, you, you get a good playmaker who can't shoot and just isn't that consistent on offense. You end up with Ricky Rubio and Minnesota just kind of dumped him to Cleveland. So there you go. Yeah, there, there was a point in Ricky Rubio's career where he was like one of the worst perimeter shooters in the NBA. Oh, yeah. And I, yeah. And I remember that because I would write about how, please – Give me anyone but Ricky Rubio. And let's be real. He's awesome in the Olympics. I mean, he yeah. he almost went out and beat Team USA on his own. Yeah. But in the NBA, <laughs> he's been up and down. And, you Rick know, every, every single time he plays great, you're going to have a Jimmy saying, oh, look at Rubio. But then what follows? If he he's tears the Celtics up game that Saturday got, night. That exposed, especially, especially when it comes to, you know, score first point guards, the golden era of it. Like, he walked right into that, you know. Yeah, he's been awesome for Cleveland, though. I'm not going to understate that. $17 million, though? I wasn't taking him on the Celtics. Right. No, he's been All right, Jimmy. Did you go yet? You didn't go yet. We talk you? about final uh, final yeah. thoughts? Yeah, final thought. Final thought heading into a Friday's game um, against the Bucks at TD Garden. Yeah, I don't I don't think I'm as low on the Bucks as Bobby is. I mean, this is a, a team that obviously knows how to win. They've beaten the Celtics before on numerous occasions. I know that, you know, Middleton, if he I don't know what the deal is with Middleton. Is he gonna be out for sure? He's in COVID for protocol. Yeah. So he might not be out though? No, he'll be out. I don't oh, know. No, if no, he's he's gonna, it fits under the protocol for sure. So yeah. Okay, yeah. So if he's not back in time, then that's a huge that's a huge bonus for the Celtics because Middleton is just a Celtics killer. Um, but that should be a fun game. It should be a very competitive game. I, I think well, I don't know what the line is, but I imagine it'll be very close. I, I, I think the Celtics, after tonight's performance, I think they could be favored by a point, point or two at, at most. Um, um, so that'd be a fun one. 
Um, other than that, listen, I, I just thought the Celtics played a complete game tonight on both ends. The, the Raptors never led at any point in this game. Um, they kept him at bay in the second half when the Raptors tried to make a little charge. And, you know, like I said earlier, any win with Jalen Brown out of the game is a good win because you didn't think that they were built to win with Brown or Tatum uh, not playing. So you'll take that. Lastly, I just want to say, I saw in the comments, we were talking about Christmas. These aren't Christmas lights. These are string lights. <laughs> this is Jimmy. This I know is, the Celtics <laughs> are playing the Bucks on know, Christmas. Jimmy thought it was, was like this 55 week. minutes ago. <laughs> I saw the comments though. They were rifling when we were doing the, when we were doing the, uh, the read. These are not Christmas lights. These are string lights. This is my loft. I'm trying to decorate the place. So maybe I'll give everybody the Cribs tour when it's done. But we're just, not there. Uh, one of those people, huh? November 1st, you got the lights up. These are not Christmas lights. These will be up year-round. It just so happens that they went up about nothing a week wrong ago. With that. They went up in November as opposed to July or August. Right. Yeah. But Bobby they will stay wrong up. with that. Bobby definitely got the same lights. That's what it is. Uh, Middleton positive for COVID. He'll be out uh, Friday. I think Friday okay. is like the 10th day, though. Is it? From November I, yeah. 3rd? Oh, yeah, you're right. I think, no, yeah. that's, that'll be nine days. So I think he'll be out. November third. Oh, it'll be nine days. It was, it was one of those. Who knows, Sherrod? Maybe he tests out. There's a couple of different ways you well, can. Well, how get many out days was it, guys? Come on. No, I'm just kidding. Because I thought I thought the announcement came on on uh, November second. So ten days from now will be the twelfth. Okay, and that'll be on. Friday. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, uh oh, like, Bobby. Because remember when? Remember when Al was 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 you know out, and the tenth day for Al was like the day uh, like a game day. Yeah, you need 10 days know. or the two negative tests. So either yeah. way, you could end up testing out. We'll see. You're right. That was the 10th day, and he played that day, right? That was his first day back. So yeah. you just never know. But regardless of whether Middleton plays or not, Shimmy's going to have a big-ass game. Y'all know it. I'm not <laughs> counting on that. I'm not going that far. Yeah, like, what you going to do? What I'm, you you're convincing do? me. Honestly, he's starting to convince what me. What can he do? I mean, what can he do? You guys act as if guys that former Celtics don't ball out first time they play the Celtics again. Don't act like yeah, that. The best, one was, the best one was Rondo, man. What was it? Rondo. Yeah, but those guys balled out. On the Celtics too. Kelly Olynyk, they balled out. Oh, Shimmy like that. <laughs> Look, Shimmy is playing his best basketball right now. He's he is he is being the best version of Shimmy Ojale right now. Yeah, he is definitely doing that. Now, who's done that though? I Someone guess balling out is like all that. relative. It's all relative. Watch. It's gonna it's gonna hit me after we log off. But someone who similar to Shimmy, you know, didn't make a big name for himself. And then all of a sudden, it made a splash somewhere else. I, I'm trying to think of who. Someone in like the last five seasons or so. Um, Dwight Powell. Could have been him. Could have been, been uh, no, those, Dwight Powell. There was a guy in the Nuggets, too. What was his name? P.J. Dozier. Turner. Evan Turner just got paid. I remember that. Evan Turner balled out on the Celtics and then didn't. Yeah, exactly. Really, I wouldn't when say he came he, back, he was all right. say he really balled out after that. Olenek was he pretty good in Miami. Olenek was pretty good. No, I'm saying when he came back, though. I'm thinking about that oh, game when he, when he came, came back. back. Jonas Jarepko? Was it him? Maybe. Yeah, Jay Crowder, I think it was Jonas. I think he had like 19 against the Celtics for his first game. He was, he was with the Warriors, right? Yeah. 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 I, think, Kyrie. I think that was that game where, uh, well, they were all pretty close. But Oh, my God. Kyrie kicked the Celtics' ass every time. But that, that won't crazy. be happening soon. Yeah. yeah we may never see him again. <laughs> Celtics Nets end of the month. That'll be a good one. I don't think he'll be there. All right, guys. I don't think so either. We're out of here until Friday. Aisha Blakely, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Peace. Manning, TD Garden. I am Joseph Pavone. This has been the Celtics Post Game Show.